Good morning to all these listeners. Of course, it's Thursday. Um, sorry if my voice is a little off. Um, so, before we get into the podcast, I did not know there was an aftermath from um, car accidents. So, I've been feeling it for quite a few days now. And being in the car in 19 degree weather, I got a little cold. Um, so yeah, I was in the car for an hour. So thanks for the listening, the listen, the listeners listening. Um, so today we're going to talk about, um, something that's near and dear to my heart and I've experienced twice and I've had thoughts, but it happens because life gets so tough and at this moment in my life, it's tough because, um, my insurance is refusing to pay my tow. My Jeep is drivable. Um, they're refusing to pay my tow because I didn't call roadside assistance because um, I was hanging upside down in my Jeep. So, yeah. <laughs> We're dealing with that right now. But my Jeep is drivable. It just needs new tires and a passenger window. So, what we are talking about today, and no, I'm not going to self-harm myself. Um... But it's stressful, and this is sometimes why people take their own lives. So we're going to talk about suicide. So, if you need help, feel like self-harming, you can always call 1-800-273-8255. And also, remember, I am not a doctor, psychologist, therapist. No, I'm just a mentor. And I'm here to tell you about how I dealt with it. Um... I dealt with two of my best friends taking their life and uh, um, my thought process when I was going through it. Um, this will be a trigger warning episode. Um, so I just want to warn you, trigger warning. Um, there will be a little bit of detail but not too much detail about what happened with my friends, my best friends. Um, keep in mind... Um, if this is going to trigger you in any way, stop listening now and call 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. Um, I also learned that there is a lifeline chat as well. So, suicide um, means to take your own life um, by several different methods. I won't mention those methods right now. Um, actually, I won't even mention how my friends did it, so I will keep that detail out. So, the first, um, and we've known many celebrities to take their own life. Um, my one that hit the most, two that hit the most was, uh, Robin Williams and Chester Bennington. Um, it, it goes to show you, you can have all the money and fame and everything in the world, but if you know, it happens, like, really, I can't explain it to this day, so, um, my one friend that took his life, he was in high school, and his name was Jeremy, uh, he was a senior, and weird, weird story, so I was in college, I was in my first year of college, and I had an essay, not, like, a speech, and I prepared and prepared and prepared and I was nervous. 
but um, I gave that speech flawless, and I got an A. And I always got home, and my brother and his girlfriend were there at the time, and um, and I did not like this girl, y'all. And um, they said we had to talk to you. I was like, I don't care what you want to say. I don't care. I don't like her. Well, <clears throat> they sat me down and told me that he took his life. And the events that happened after all this were so weird. So, um, that day, I had called him. Um, I had called him the time it happened, and I didn't know this till later, later on. And I was like, whoa, weird. Um, because he had a game the day before, and I was calling to congratulate him. I had called him. Sorry, guys. I had called him here and there because we were friends we worked together he like had my back on several occasions he made me laugh he just turned into my best friend and I drove the girls crazy because she was a good looking kid but way too young for me so we became best friends and we ended up getting fired <laughs> where we worked and I don't know it was, it was a good time I remember there was a situation I had with an ex-boyfriend and it was just so traumatizing going into work the next day because you had to be there at like 6 a.m. So who do I see pulling up an hour late? Jeremy. Jeremy A. I was like, what? Stop it. And from that whole day, it was just the best day ever. Like we were in the break room and my ex-boyfriend came in and started yelling at me. He's, this guy was tall. He was a basketball player. He was like, um, yeah, you don't have any right to talk to It was just how he said it that shut my ex up and he just he just walked out with his little bit buddy so those are the things that I remember I remember the good times um, his dad was really awesome and nice um, I remember the funeral um, if you um, if you have somebody who's taken their life it's okay to go to the funeral um, I dead set made sure I was going to show up and I got to meet his mom and his um sister and brother I think it was there there was a lot of people there a lot um and that was oh gosh I remember it was a long time ago it happened in March so his anniversary is coming up um they said there were warning signs um I didn't really research warning signs um but for them they said that he started giving his stuff away He's just, you know, <clears throat> gave like, an, I guess, an expensive jacket away, some other stuff away, and, you know, it's sad. It was sad. Um, I don't, I'll get to that later. So my next um, friend was my best friend, and another best friend, yes. Um, her name was Sam, and the story of Sam, <laughs> the story of Sam, I'm going to cry thinking about it. I did not like Sam at first. Um, could not stand her. She annoyed me. I didn't know why she was there, but my brother was married to her sister. So we like we were sister-in-laws. And wow, oh, man, she showed up everywhere. She was just annoying. It was like the annoying little sister. And I was just down one day and I put on Facebook like I have no best friends and 
we had just made that amends but i apologize for being mean i was pregnant and hormonal and you know thought everybody wanted my husband at the time but now he's just a punk no i'm just kidding um so i apologize i apologize and from then on it was like we were inseparable like she lived in washington state but we talked like every day like if she got off work she was messaging me because we had that hour difference so by the time she got off work I was at home settling in and Jace putting Jace in the bed and just, you know, doing my thing. And it it was nice. It was, I had a friend. So one day I put on my on Facebook, I was like, I have no best friends. I have nobody to go, I don't have that girl camaraderie. And she, and I put this on my memory as a memory, a life of it. She put, I I call you my best friend or something like that. I'm like, what? So it was nice to have that. And um, we talked. Um, I'm guilty of letting her calls go to voicemail. Um, I'm I'm not. I'm I back then I wasn't a good friend. Um, I was a new mom. Um, I lost stuff going on with my husband, well, he was my boyfriend at the time, and just, you know, a lot was going on then, and I, like now, I didn't know how to deal, sorry guys, I'm, I'm taking the time to rest for me, I promise, but I can't go without not, not talking to y'all, this, this one's been weighing on my mind, I wanted to start my podcast with this, but that was a little too heavy, so anyways, um, so she was finally coming into town <clears throat> and I was like we are not not setting up a dinner date <laughs> so we got all the family together and we all showed up at the hibachi grill cause girls your girl was big back then so she could eat up a buffet <laughs> but it was fun but I remember just being so disconnected from her and she was fighting with her boyfriend at the time and I knew this was a reoccurring thing every time she'd go out of town for work or to visit family or visit friends, he would throw a fit. He was a narcissist, guys. And he really, really did a number on her to where, (coughs) sorry, if she's out of town, he would literally pack up his stuff and move out of their apartment. And I tell her, I'm like, are you happy? Are, you know how long is this gonna go on for and she would say I'm happy he moved back as soon as I came home you know I had to cut my trip short and it's like girl no you know if he can't make it to go with you you don't have to cut, cut your cut your cut your trip short and we went about this conversation I'm gonna tell you till the day she visited so that day was that night was it was fun like I got pictures finally with her you know we all got a group picture and we ate food like lots of food we ate lots of food and we met my brother's now ex-wife thank god um but when she left she cried so hard and Scott knew he was like there's something not right about that why I mean we're gonna see her again like it was you know and I have this pink elephant I don't know where it goes he keeps this elephant just 
disappears and he reappears under my bed or but I got this pink elephant the day we went to dinner from that you know that crane and every time it appears I know I'm gonna be okay it's weird but um so that Monday um we had dinner she went home Tuesday or Wednesday uh, she ends up calling my brother to come get her, but he can't because of the job he said. Nobody can come get her because of the work and the travel. And so Friday comes. She call, had called me, but I had was doing. I was in the middle of something and didn't pick up. Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday night. And so for a long time, I had all these voicemails from her that I kept. But then I lost my phone and I lost all the voicemails. And so my, we go to work Saturday and my brother calls and he tells us that she took her life. And I'm like, what? Like literally what the fuck? We just saw her Monday. I just talked to her Tuesday and she had tried to call me Friday, but I had woke up late, was rushing around. I sent her call to voicemail and I was like, shoot, I'll call her back later. I ended up trying to call her on like 12.30. And so I was devastated. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, you don't, you don't really think of the events that lead up to a suicide because it's suicide, you know? Um, so for the longest time, I blame myself. Like, oh my god, if I would have picked up her call, I could have helped her. I could have said something to, you know, let her know we were here. You know, even though we couldn't come get her, we were still here. Just, you know, wait, come home, start fresh here. She was a travel agent, so she could have did that literally anywhere. Um, so I had reached out to on her page and I was like just did anybody talk to her before this time and she had called everybody you guys she had called literally everybody so by her calling everybody she was calling to say goodbye you know and if they, if they knew it or not we don't know you know um so I fell into a depression I failed out of school I got kicked out of school um, after explaining what had happened. Um, I was put on probation, but it still didn't help. I was in, like, I lost my best friend, like, for the longest time at night. I'd still sit by the phone and wait for her to call or message. Um, there was one time at my job. <sighs> I hated that job. And I had taking a 10 out of our change box to get dimes. Well, Jason had got sick, so I didn't go in. And the girl I was working with, she was like, well, where is the $10? It's missing $10. And at the time, I'm, I'm focusing on my child being sick, and I'm like, I have it. Well, I had to let main office know that you had 10, and you took 10 out of the store. And I was like, what? Seriously? So that was the petty shit I was dealing with as well. Like, just at work like my son's sick you know but so I message her and I tell her and she's like well why'd you take the 10 
I was like, I didn't steal it. I was like, I was going to get change. I needed dimes. And she's like, well, just tell him that. I was like, it doesn't matter. And she's like, Liz, I hope you don't go to jail. I was like, I hope I don't go to jail over $10 either. And we just laughed about it. She's like, well, my friend, she told some office supplies. And she said she sold office supplies. And they fired her on the spot. Don't get fired. Don't go to jail. So it was just those conversations that I just needed. I didn't go to jail. I didn't get in trouble, but I did quit. Um, They tried to suspend me over it. And I'm like, no, people do this all the time. But it's whatever. So I just quit. I was tired. I wanted to be home with my child. I wanted to just focus on school. So, um, so when she, um, when she passed, I went to her funeral and they had a gorgeous urn. It was a clock and then her ashes were behind. And I get up to speak because I was not, not going to speak at her funeral because that was my best friend and I couldn't keep it in. Like I lost it. So, there was a point in time, so we're going to get into how I dealt with both of these. Um, with Jeremy, it, I don't say I was too upset because we had not lost contact, but we had, he got fired and then I quit, um, to work somewhere else. So it had been like maybe two to three years that we hadn't talked, but my friend had a um, accompaniment appointment at the school he went to, and I saw him. And my friend was like, "Who? Who is that?" I was like, "Oh my God, that's my friend!" And I got the biggest hug ever, like ever. And I think a year later, I went to turn in my books for school, and in the bind of one of my books was a letter I had wrote him and I was like oh my god and you fall and now this was before Sam so you fall into that category where you're like oh man if I would have said this he would have known I've been here but at the time and having more schooling about suicide and stuff like that um yeah we learned about suicide in the criminal justice curriculum um at that time I didn't put blame on myself I was like oh but I kept the letter for the longest time. Um, just to remind me to always be there for people. Because you just never know, right? We've talked about that. The support. Um, so, I really didn't mourn that one. Mourn him like I did Sam. Because um, me and Sam talked every day, every night. Um, she was like my little sister best friend. Um... And it took me about a year and a half to two years to finally um, not be sad at her birthday, not be sad when that time came around. I used to just sit home and do nothing. Like, when I say nothing, I mean cry and do nothing. Um, yeah, so I don't, I recommend grieving, but I recommend not putting it on yourself. There's so many healthy ways to grieve and cope. So I'm going to get into that. So like I said, with Jeremy, I celebrate I celebrate his, him now. Um, with Sam, I definitely celebrate her. So on her birthday, I will either just do something for me to make me happy. 
and just shut the world out. Um, because, and when I say shut the world out, I don't mean like hermit yourself. When you're doing something for you, do it for you. So, um, go to a movie by yourself. Go to dinner by yourself. Um, read a book by yourself. Listen to music by yourself. If you don't want to do it by yourself, do it with people. It's however you want to celebrate them. Um, for her death, I, same thing, but this time I like to include people. So, um, when I celebrate her, I'll post on her wall because that makes me happy. And I will make a special dinner or I'll just, you know, celebrate her. Um, my go-to celebration is always listening to music. Just singing and losing my voice and hitting those high notes and just having a good time. Um, if you can't get there yet, that is okay. Because grieving happens in all states. And like I said, I didn't do any research for this because I just wanted to be about how I dealt with things. Um... If I went into too much research, then I then it. This is what works. This is what's worked for me, and um, it's tough. It is tough if you're dealing with any type of death. It's tough. Um, we grieve in our own way, but these are just what's gotten me through. And like I said, if you are feeling self-harming, um, upset, and you need somebody, always dial one eight hundred. Two seven three eight two five five, and it is twenty four hour. It's a twenty four hour suicide hotline. So, um, so you cope. You you you're coping. You're not dealing. That's how I deal. I cope. Deal cope. Grieve. I don't grieve anymore. Um, I don't know what led up to each of their suicides. I can guesstimate, but I won't put it on here. Um. If you are in any type of relationship that's draining you, if you're in any type of relationship that's just not making you happy, leave. Leave and get help. There's help out there. Um, oh, sorry guys. I'm not boring myself. Um, if you are having these thoughts, and I'm not going to lie and say I haven't, because I have. I was 453 pounds. It would have been easier just to take my own life and be done with it and not have to worry about not being able to take five, ten steps. Yeah, sure. I mean, in a way, by not wearing my CPAP mask or doing what I was supposed to, I wasn't having, you know, um, we'll just leave it right there. Um, when I was bullied in high school, you know, it would have been easier just to be like, screw it. I don't have friends, but you know what? I'm going to get this messed up. I don't remember. It was like, oh my God, Mike's situation says it all the time. The comeback's better than the setback or something like that, but the comeback's great. I mean, look at me now. I'm down 153 pounds. I have the most amazing support group in the world. I have the best girlfriends in the world. I'm a mom. So, I would have missed out on that. Actually, I wouldn't have missed out on it because I would have been dead. Okay? Um, 
I wouldn't have graduated high school. I wouldn't have graduated with my associates and my bachelor's in criminal justice. There's a lot of things. But at the time, you can't see the future, right? You're just seeing the present. You're just seeing like, oh my God, I got to go to school every day and be called dog face. (laughs) They called me dog face in junior high. For what reason? I don't know. I was a new kid. Um, Harass, you know, like, I don't have a dog face. And I knew I didn't have a dog face. But when you have the popular guys saying that shit, it really burdens you until you take a stand. I went to the principal. I said, no, no more. So, um, he had set a place in motion that whoever called me dog face was going to be in school suspension. And I did not care. I told. So, nobody got into school suspension. So, they had to stop. But high school, I got to high school. Um, I don't think I was bullied till junior year. Um, and I still don't know to this day why I was bullied. I don't know. I don't know. And do I care? No, I don't. You know why? Because I'm me now. And I'm a badass. I'm a badass. But relationships, you know, you know, you're getting beat down and beat down and beat down and abused and abused. Wouldn't it be easier just to go? But no, it's not. Because if you're leaving kids behind, you're leaving family behind, you know, the pain, the pain will go away. I'm just going to put it like that. My pain went away. Um, I was sexually assaulted when I was a kid by family. That's all I'm saying. Uh, my mom didn't know. My dad didn't know. My brother didn't know. I did not tell anybody till I was 22. Because at the time, I did not know it was wrong. Till I started taking my classes, I was like, and it was like the memories came flooding back. Um, and I had to deal with it head on. It wasn't my choice. It was just the situation I was in. So once I dealt with that, and I just, I didn't take my guard down. I just let it go, and I breathed. I dealt with it. Now, a lot of people aren't going to deal with this shit. Trust me. It took me a long time. I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. And I never want to see this person again as long as I live. And I'm okay with that. Um, it happens, guys. It happens. But taking your life is not the answer. Um, leaving this planet is not the answer. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a social worker. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not any of them. But I'll tell you what. I'm a fucking human being that have had these thoughts and these feelings. And I'm here today to tell you it gets better. Now my house may look like a hot mess. But we have too many damn clothes. (laughs) That's about it. My house is a crazy mess. But I'm happy. I'm alive. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a best friend. I'm a mentor. You can be all those. The pain is not going to be forever. Trust me, you guys. Trust me when I say this. And if you're listening and having these thoughts, remember, 
Your suicide hotline is 24 hours. It's a lifeline chat. It's okay to have the thoughts, but don't act on them. And if you want to reach out, I'm not going to give you medical advice, but we can chat. And it's Koalities. Sorry, guys. It's Koalities Podcast at gmail.com. Like I said, I'm not here for medical advice, but I'm here to be a friend. I'm here to chat. I'm here to help you celebrate those that you've lost. I'm here just to be me. Um, it's been, it's been a lot, a lot, long podcast. Um, uh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm happy. Um, I've dealt with my friends being gone for quite a few years. It gets better. And with any any loss, it gets better. Um, be strong. So, let me give you the information again. If you want someone who's professional, um, who's been trained, it's 1-800-273-8255. And that's 24 hours. There's a lifeline chat. Um, you just uh, look it up and... I think it's a text message um, number, so you get that. Um, reach out before you do anything. Even if you're unsure if it's dumb, it's not dumb. Your feelings are valid. Like, oh my god, I sound like a valid girl. Your feelings are valid, okay? Your issues are valid. Um, but reach out, guys. Um, do I know if I would have picked up the phone that day? I still don't know, but I can't beat myself up about it because I am a mom, because I am a wife, because I am a friend and a sister and a daughter and a best friend. You know, I have to trust that she was calling to say bye and I have to be okay with that. Um, I talk to her every day. Don't call me crazy. (laughs) Um, I talk to her, you know. Um, for a while, when I would be going through stuff, I'd have dreams of Jeremy. And, um, and he'd always say, it's going to be okay. And sure enough, y'all, it was going to be okay. Because that was my guy. That was my guy. That was my best friend. That was my buddy at the time for when I was going through shit. And, yep, I haven't had a dream for him in a while. So, um, I haven't really had any dreams about Sam. Because I know she's always around me. Um, the pink elephant. If it shows up today, I'll know she heard me talking about her. Um, but I don't seek out the pink elephant. The pink elephant seeks out me. So, um, again. 1-800-273-8255. Um, there's a lifeline. Uh, if you want to talk, reach out. Just chit-chat. No medical advice. Qualities podcast at gmail.com so this is my time you guys um thanks for listening to this one um the weight loss one and this one are really really dear to my heart and the being a mom i think thank you for listening and i'm not sure what's next on the agenda i might have to brainstorm because that's all i had brainstormed to was 10 episodes um i a season two just start next week so, it might be some Valentine's things, some gifts, ideas for the loved ones, maybe. Um, 
February is going to be all about love, y'all. Love, love, love. We might bring the love languages back. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to get a guest on here. I'd really like my um, best friend from South Carolina to join us because she's got some uh, personal development personal development motivation for y'all. Um, so yeah, I will start brainstorming some ideas for February, the month of love. So thank you, my qualities. I will talk to you next week. February. Bye guys.